it seriously. If you take church attendance seriously or the gathering of God's people seriously. Now, when I started, I was talking about how all of us have great desires on how to receive something from something from God. Amen. Are you with me? Are you with me? If you don't respond, I cannot preach. Are you with me? We mentioned that all of us have great intentions and have great desires, great dreams on what God will do in our life. But God doesn't just do things in the life of his people. There are ways that God's word prescribes that reveals how God comes through for us, do things for us. And we mentioned that one of the ways that God can come through for you, even if God comes to your door, that good morning, my name is God, this morning, I bought you something. You may not be able to receive it. If you don't understand these things you're talking about. Number one, faith. If God walks to your door and he tells you, I am God and I have something for you and you don't have faith and you're looking at him some way, God has every joy to walk away from your door and go to the next person who is ready. This morning, I don't know who is ready. I don't know who is ready. Because your countenance is part of faith. Your facial expression is part of faith. When God tells you that you are a winner, you are a victor, and your face looks like you are a loser, and God is saying, you are a winner, you are a winner, shout! And God is looking at you and you are doing, hmm. And God is saying, say I'm a winner, and you are saying, I'm a winner, I'm a winner. There is no faith. Not because you didn't say what he said, but because your facial expression is zeroing down everything God is seeing. This morning, if you can give the presence of God a very good facial expression, you will help what God is going to do in your midst this morning. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty wave and a mighty smile offering. Hallelujah. Amen. So faith. Faith. Many Christians don't have faith. The Bible says, show me your faith and I'll show you my works. Let's get into the word of God. James chapter 1. James chapter 2. James chapter 2. James chapter 2. From verse 17. James chapter 2 from verse 17. Are you still here? Are you still here? James chapter 2 verse 17. I'm talking about how to receive from God. And we said one of the ways of how to receive from God is to take church attendance seriously. And I'm saying that church attendance is even a function of faith. I want to see what faith is and how it relates to church attendance. Are you with me? James chapter 2 from verse 17. Even so, faith, if it has no work, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. Verse 19. 
you believe that there is one God, you do well. The demons also believe and they tremble. But will you, but will you know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Verse 21. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son unto the altar? Upon the altar. Seeing how faith wrought his works and by works was made faith made perfect. And the scripture has fulfilled what which said, Abraham believed God and he was imputed unto him for righteousness and he called, he was called the friend of God. Verse 24. You see then how that by works a man is justified not by faith only. Likewise, also Rahab, the prostitute, justified by works when she was received, when she received the messengers and had sent them away. Verse 26. For as the body without spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Amen. So the Bible is saying that faith without works is dead. When you say you have faith, it will show in your works. Any faith that has no corresponding action is a dead faith and dead faith doesn't work. Amen. Anytime you say, I have faith, God is not convinced. God will move when there is faith, but he's waiting to see action attached to the faith you're professing. There is the faith we profess through words, and there's the faith we act through actions. Amen. So if you say, I have faith, one by one, what you are saying must reflect what you have, what you have in your heart. I have faith. I have faith. I have faith. Some people say I have faith, but all the time, when you listen to what they are saying, it suggests that they don't have faith. A time has come where, as a Christian, you have to stop saying something. You have to stop it. Example. Hmm. Dabenda. These things sound as if they are encouraging. They are spiritual foolishness. And these are things, one time I was praying for somebody, and the Holy Spirit told me that stop this prayer. And some of you have done it before. I'll tell you, go and pray for one week and come back. Anybody like that? I'll tell you, go and pray for one week. I'll pray with you again. Anybody like that? Ashford. Sometimes while I'm praying, I have a feeling. Tell this person to go and pray for one week. Come back and let's pray again. So one time I was praying with somebody. And once I was about to speak in tongues, I had a prompting. Stop. Why? He said, the words he's speaking all the time. It is zeroing down everything you are going to speak in his life. So that as you are praying and praying and praying and saying that you progress, you victor, because of the circumstances and the things the person is seeing in his or her life, the person is continually saying, hmm, and that is why so I have to stop the prayer. Thank you somebody to tell the person, stop saying nonsense thinking that God is happy with what you are saying. Hmm. Hmm. And Charlie, I feel that you feel that you be woe. You be woe. These things, they sound like when somebody is standing with you, they say, oh, oh, bro. Hmm. I be fire, I be fire, you be woe. But it doesn't make any spiritual sense, I tell you. It doesn't make. Is it not the Bible that said, let the weak say, I am strong? He said, my dear, only a wandering can say, me one wandering? Is God not wise? God is seeing somebody coming. And God is saying, this person coming. When he comes to stand in front of me, angels, let the weak say, I am strong. And the person is saying, God, I am weak. God says, say, I am strong. Let me do something. God, I am weak. God 
Jesus says, say I'm strong. As simple as it is, it is difficult to say it. You must learn to begin to speak the right things. You must learn to begin to speak the right things. In fact, it is when you feel like saying wrong things that you have to say right things. Amen. Say from today. Anytime I feel burdened. Anytime I feel sorrowful. Anytime I feel like giving up. That is when I am supposed to speak in faith and speak as if everything is well. Because that is how God works. So it begins by the words of your mouth. The words you speak. The words you speak. The words you speak. The words you speak. speak. He said, let the poor say, I am rich. Amen. Amen. I don't know if you are ready what I'm coming to say this morning. Are you ready? Are you ready? Never for once from today accept this thing. That you're having a conversation with somebody. And the person said, oh, come let me show you. Maybe you are conversing with somebody and the person said, oh, when you say, yeah, 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 we the poor people. Then you say, hmm, we the poor people. Never for once again from today. You see, the issue is not about what you are seeing. It's about what you are accepting. As long as, God bless you, as long as you keep accepting things like this, God cannot open certain windows once in a while to do some things to show you. Because you have kept yourself in a box. As long as you see yourself as a me or for, forget about what you are seeing in your pocket. Forget about, and this is the wisdom of God that makes Satan make the things of God look foolishness. Amen. See, I'm not a poor man. I'm not a poor woman. I'm not a poor man. Because Poverty is not a function of the money in your pocket. It's a function of the spirit around you and the mindset you have. Because if we give you so much money to keep, and you still have a certain mindset and a certain kind of spirit, and a certain kind of words you are continually speaking, it won't take long. It will finish, and you come back to the same point. Is somebody hearing me? Say, I refuse every spirit of poverty. I refuse every spirit of lack and want. Even if I don't have it, I will not call myself a poor man. I will not accept the spirit of poverty. In the name of Jesus. Yes, it begins from the words of your mouth. It begins from the words of your mouth. Things don't just happen. Things don't just happen. It is when you speak it over and 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 over. Now you begin to see the reality of what God, why God was asking you to talk this way. Why God was saying, talk this way. Do you know that when you go to ECG, their transformer, and then you want power to come, maybe your light is off, and you're complaining, light, and they come and say, let's go, let's go and do something. And they show you by the transformer. You are thinking that the, the light has to come. It should be light. Also, who light? But what you see is blue cable, red cable, green cable, life, earth, neutral. What has those cables and the colors got to do with the light you want? 
So you realize that all the time, what you are expecting to happen is not directly relational to what you are seeing. So God may be saying, talk about red, blue, and green. And you are saying light, light. God said, talk about red, green, and blue. God said, when you go to the shop, tell them you want red cable, blue cable, green cable. You go into, you say, I want light. I want light. They said, no, we don't sell light. We don't sell light. All God is trying to let you do is to learn how to pick those ingredients and tools that will help connect what you are looking for to those things. Let me shout a big amen. amen. So the word you are speaking is not to encourage you, but to build yourself to a certain point where those things can actually trap things flowing around you to become a reality. I'm not a poor man. Now you can say this here and you go home and go and say a different thing. You are on your own. That's why I said from the beginning, how to receive from God, number one, learn to receive the word of God. So as we are saying it, you are not going like, hmm, hey, I say more, I say more, because you have learned to receive the word of God. What is God saying to me? Ah, maybe I was talking this way, but now God says I should talk this way. I've accepted it. I'll stop talking this way and I'll start talking this way. Then God begins to take you on a journey. Let me shout a big amen. amen. Number two, after the words of your mouth that show you have faith, your actions. Your actions. He says, show me your faith and I'll show you my works. So faith without works is dead. When you have faith and there's no actions attached to your faith, it's dead. And when we started this morning, I mentioned that one of the actions of faith that God uses as a means to help us receive from him is to take church attendance seriously. Amen. Let's read Matthew. Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2. Let's read from verse 4 for verse 4. Mark chapter 2 from verse 4. Let's read from verse 1. From verse 1. What am I talking about? I'm talking about how to receive from God. And we said one of the ways is through faith. And we are saying faith without works is dead. So one of the ways to express your faith is through your works. Through the things that everybody's eye can see. And through the thing that every ear can hear. So as you are talking and your ear is hearing, ears are hearing, what are we hearing? You can express faith that way. Number two, if you express it that way and there's no actions attached, it is still trapped. So one of the actions that you can express your faith through that will help you receive from God is to continually be in the garden of God's people. Mark chapter 2, from verse 1. Talking about Jesus, the Bible said, And Jesus entered into Capernaum after some days and it was noised that he was in the house and straight away many gathered together in so much that there was no room to receive them no not so much as about the door as he preached the word of God to them amen verse 3 and they came unto him bringing one sick of the palsy which was born of four verse 4 and when they could not come through unto him for the press they uncovered the roof where he was and they had broken it. When they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, your sins have been forgiven. Amen. 
The Bible said Jesus went to a city called Capernaum to preach. And when he was preaching, people began to gather. Began to gather. They were gathering around. Gathering around. Then they brought a certain man who was sick of the palsy. Like I was saying. When they came there, the Bible said the place was so packed. Are you with me? So packed that they could not enter through the door. And the Bible said the four guys who were mocking the guy, they went to the rooftop and tore the roof open and released their friend through the roof. And when Jesus saw what happened, the Bible said, when Jesus saw their faith, their faith, what are we talking about? Every time you go to church, you have released an act of faith. Jesus saw that, ah, these people are coming. He saw them, no space. Then they tore the roof. The Bible said, when Jesus saw their faith, your faith is seen by Jesus by your attendance to church. Your attitude towards church attendance is an expression of little faith, weak faith, zero faith or strong faith to God. So God wants to answer the prayer. God wants to put the puzzle together, but God is looking at certain things, the words of your mouth, the actions related to your faith. One of them is church attendance. Church attendance. Are we together? Can I tell you something? The only thing that God cannot do or one of the things that God cannot do is to bring the church service to your house. Never. Jesus waited for this guy to be brought to the church. For the roof to be torn open. He didn't say, where is, let's go to the houses. Those who are not well, let's go and pray for them. Peter, John, Yenko. Then, okay, we pray. Next week, come. No. They had to carry the guy. The guy could not walk. They had to carry the guy. Bring him to the gathering. And when they got there, there was no protocol. That's Agbelemi, Agbelemi. The place was packed. And Jesus was watching, preaching. And they tore the roof. When he saw it, he said, mm, Your faith has made you whole. Rise up. And the Bible said, On the spot. That was it. Now, some of us in our age, now, if we get to a service and the place is full, he said, There's no chance to sit down. You go back home. You think, oh, mint means you have no faith. Turn to your neighbor and tell the person, why are you like that? I didn't why are you like that? You you went, the place is packed. You say, Oh, in LA, it is full, so next week, next week, next week. Then you are happy. You are happy that oh, you're quite now. Shame, shame. As God is looking at your prayer topics, it will take time for him to answer it. They went there and they tore the roof. Now I'm wondering, these guys, so are you not scared that this your friend who is not well, whilst you tear the roof and you are putting it down, he can even obey Munafa, so then you worsen the case. And Jesus might even not mind him again. There's a certain level of nyansa that when you have too much with God, God cannot listen to you. Many Christians have too much sense. So God is saying, because you are too wise, my, my wisdom is too foolish for you. I can't help you. And one of God's wisdom, in Hebrews 10.25, he said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves. As the day is approaching, forsake not. Forsake not. He didn't say, when you feel like, then you not forsake. When you don't feel like, forsake. He said, forsake not. Forsake not. Tell somebody, forsake not. Forsake not. 
look into the eyeballs of the person. Tell the person, forsake not the gathering of God's people. Forsake not the gathering of God's people. Ask the person, where are you on Sunday mornings? Oh, can I go on? Listen to me. Belonging to a church and taking your church attendance serious is more important than belonging to a football club. Chelsea, Liverpool. Some people have lacrosse of the team. Some people, see, once there's a match, boy, what is a Juma? Shut down. What is a Diane? Shut down. Because we are glued to our team. Belonging to a church. Being part of a church. Participating in the church. Identifying with the church is too important and more important than identifying with a football club. Maybe the person sitting beside you here, tell the person for me, please. That your church attendance is more important than that Chelsea you are part of. The person said, you not tell you. Then tell the person. Tell the person. Because there will always come a day where you see the need for the people of God, the man of God, to come to your aid on the matter. And if your identity with the fold is questionable, you may find yourself wanting. Tell somebody, take your church attendance seriously. It is an expression of faith. God go do them. Hey. Some people can so have faith as Christians that they will even now go and quote from the Quran, Isha allow this God to do it. As you are saying, Isha allow and all of these things, Alhamdulillah, if there's no expression of words and action by these simple, 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 simple things, God may be looking at you and saying that you are not ready for a change. But I am ready for a change. If you are ready, say for yourself, I'm ready for a change. I am ready for a change. There's a point you can so become addicted to going to church that if you don't go to church, something is doing you. So if you realize that you are at a point where if you are not able to go, you are striving to make it to go, you are blessed. There are some people who are not here this morning, like Pastor Henry and Frederick. One is writing exam, one is, has traveled. And they, they find a need to communicate and say, oh, Pastor, there's an exam I'm writing this morning, so I can't be here. So, so, and so, and so. I wish I was really here. But some people, no. When they have time and they are free, they will come. And God is saying that until these things are solved, the prayers and the declarations of that man of God is not going to work. It's not going to work. Amen. We never expect a malam to leave the shrine and come to our house. We always go to the malam. There's a place to find God. There's a place to find the man of God. There's a place to continually call on God's attention. And as we do it continually, continually, God begins to weigh our faith, looking at our actions, looking at our actions. And in the day of trouble, your consistency in the house of God can save you. May you be one of the people who in the day of trouble, God can look at certain actions around your life regarding the kingdom of God and come through for you in the name of Jesus. May you not be the one that an angel, Michael or Gabriel, is sent from heaven. The angel appears on the scene. He says, Why ah, way. Ah. May you not be that one. May you not be that one. I don't think you are with me. I, may you not be that one. May you not be that one. 
David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. No wonder David was blessed. David as a king fought 66 battles. He didn't lose one. Why? David was a lover of the presence of God. David was never comfortable when God's people were meeting somewhere and he was somewhere else. It was the day that David had to go and do his duty as a king going for war. That he didn't go. That was when he was shaped by Bathsheba when she was bathing. Whenever you are supposed to be among the garden of God's people and you are not there, Satan will find work for you to do. Satan will plant a seed in your heart that you may not see it that day. It may happen after three days, after one week, before you realize you have declined from your spiritual path. All of us are journeying on a spiritual path. We are journeying, but sometimes you can decline. You can decline. And one of the ways to decline far from your path of spiritual progress is when you are outside the house of God. The easiest way to backslide is to stop going to church. To backslide. So when I see an individual as a pastor, two mysterious stories, mm, 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 mm. I know this person, some way, somehow, in the path of spiritual progress, this person has depleted. May God empower everybody under the sound of my voice this morning. Amen. That your actions that correspond the faith you are professing in God will not become wanting in the name of Jesus. Amen. May God see you and be glad at your words and at your actions. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If your mindset as a Christian about going to church is like the mindset Shatawali has about church, there's a problem. You see, as a person, when you sit down, now Jane are sorry one, the way you think. If it's the same as the way Davido is thinking, Shatawali, Bernard Boy, that oh, we believe in God, but once in a while, maybe some naming ceremony you pass through or something. If your mindset is like that as a Christian, you are far. From faith. Far from faith. Because there's always a point of convergence. There's a Buddha temple. There's a shrine. There's a, there's a mosque. There's the church. There's a place where Christians continually come to a place of corporate anointing. A place of a central focus. So if your mindset is that weak about these basic things, you are far. Can you lift up your hand and say in the name of Jesus? Say, oh God, heal me from any wrong mindset about church attendance. Heal me, oh God, in the name of Jesus. You know what happens to us when we are not balanced in our mindset about the house of God? What will happen is this. How many of us have swum before? You've swum in a swimming pool before. There are levels in the pool. There is four feet. There is five feet, six feet, even to 22 feet. Amen. Are you with me? Are you sure with me? There are levels in pool. So you may swim at four feet, but may never swim at seven feet because of your experience, maybe even your height and all of that. The same with the things of God. There are levels of depth in God. Levels of depth. As we come here this morning, all of us are a certain level deep in God. So your depth is different from somebody's depth. How deep you are is different. And the deeper you are, the stronger you are. It's like a plant that you plant. Where do you have a bronze say, roots no ain't shed and cough for man, yet she and a baby. You cannot go and uproot cocoa because the deep, the roots are deep. 
how deep are you in God? Some people are not too deep in God. And they are not too deep in the world. So they are not too deep in God and they are not too deep in the world. And they are not too deep in the world and they are not too deep in God. In other words, they are too deep in the middle to be too deep on both sides. When it comes to God, they are a little there. When it comes to the world, they are a little there. So they are not too deep here to be too deep here. And they are not too deep here to be too deep here. They are in the middle waiting for a chance on where to be deep. May you not be deep in the world. And say something in your heart towards God that God may be laughing at you about. May your attendance and your love for God and the faith you express in coming to church may become wild in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, as I wrap up, one of the reasons why it's important to continually be in the house of God is because of this. The ministry of a pastor is different from the ministry of an itinerary ministry. Example, if I ever say maybe this Sunday, pastor is not around, he has an invitation to go and preach, and I go there to go and preach. I really don't have much business to do with the members. It's only to go and preach what the pastor asked me to preach and share whatever it is. I'm done, I'm gone. Amen. If anybody comes here to preach, the person is not really concerned about you. To follow you up continually. The person is done, the person goes. It ends here. Now, when you are in a church like this or in a church where there's a pastor and you are part of the church, what happens is that continually by your attendance, there are, there are things that God opens up regarding your life that may have to be dealt with or built spiritually. And when you are continually doing that, sometimes it's just by a touch, sometimes at a close, we touch, 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 something is happening. Sometimes, just because you are in the service, something is revealed within two days in prayer. And God is able to lead us through that session to pray for you. But when you are far, it becomes difficult for God to open the chapter. If you have never been to the court, your file is not there. It's not there. If you have never been to the bank, you can say, May Jimmy Sika, from which bank? May Jimmy Sika. And you say, I am a Ghanaian. I'm a Ghanaian. Once I'm a Ghanaian, I have Ghana card. My name is here. Your name is not there. It is when you, are, you have gone there, you have written, you have written, then they know, okay, you are eligible to receiving something. The bank can even send you text message. Am I right? So, if it is so with physical things that seems light, much more is important with spiritual things. There's a record of your attendance all the time before God. There's a record. 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 Last week, before I came, the Lord led me to pray for someone. Lo and behold, the person was not here. Can you imagine? Last week before I came, a vampire, God said, Oba, vampire man, we. When I came, the person was not here. So, where you been today? People of God, in a situation like this, what, what should God do? Then it will look like God will not have to lead the man of God to then go to the person's house. It doesn't work that way. It may take another season for that thing to be open. That's the truth. The truth. May our faith not remain in our hearts, but may it be expressed through the words of our mouth by speaking not the way we are feeling or what we are seeing, but speaking in line with what God is saying 
and by our actions and one of the ways is by our continual attendance to the house of God gone are the days where people used to walk to church even when they didn't have law affair. now somebody thinks that 30 minutes walk is a problem to go to church who told you then I walked from East Legon to Dansuman from church East Legon when I got to Dansuman my legs were shaking because there was no money in my pocket but I still went I still went my last words, listen to me, people of God. Our greatest problem in this life is not money. Our greatest problem in this life is not money. Our greatest problem in this life that pertains to God is our love for God. Our love for God. When a man loves God, it doesn't matter whether he has so much or he has little. He will be constant, constant in his allegiance to God. Because you can have so much money and if there's zero love for God, you'll be as if you say, oh God, if I have some $3 million, I will serve you. I'll be in church all the time. You are lying. You are lying. If from here, somebody brings you Ghana must go $3 billion. Maybe some of you even stop church. Where will you cost? What will Apprentice, what will Because when you Ghana must go $3 billion. All I'm saying is that your faith that is expressed towards church attendance is not about what you don't have yet or what you have yet. Because you can have all you desire and still you may not express that faith. Because you now even see, if many of us go outside Africa, you realize that the health insurance and everything is working. 90% of the prayers we are praying here, you not pray it there. So you think God is not even necessary. Am I right? Am I right? And you are desiring God to take certain heights. So if God is going to lift up us so high and we begin to enjoy some things that will make us more relaxed, the better you develop your interest, your passion, your understanding, and your expression of faith in the house of God, the better. If not so, you become a very big man who sees all these things happening as comedy. As comedy. May the Lord give us understanding. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord give us understanding. As you are part of the church, you participate in everything that happens. Join a department. Join a group. Don't be a ghost member. You pass through. You pass through. You pass through. You pass through. I said if you pretend to be serving God, God will pretend to be blessing you. Don't pass through. Make sure you are grabbing something. Grab something. Tell somebody, grab something. Grab something. Relate and identify with the church. You are expressing your faith. Amen. Uh, yeah. Auntie Gloria, I remember when Mr. Komiya, something happened and we were supposed to find out the matter. I prayed over the thing and I followed the case for three weeks. I followed the case. Praying, praying then God revealed that this is the person and this is it and just curse this person. Do you know why I had to follow it? Constant people. Their, their faith is expressed in the house of God. Expressed. Expressed. If you want God to prioritize you, you have to prioritize God. Tell somebody for me as you close. If you want God to prioritize you, learn to prioritize God. There are people Jesus will sit down for three hours and wait for them to come. And there are people that Jesus will just pass by. They have to come and touch the hem of his garment. Where may you find yourself? Where will you find yourself? Will Jesus look at you and say, oh, or Jesus will say, no, let's settle this matter. Your prayers will not be as effective 
as if it is added to the expression of faith through words, positive words and actions that heaven sees and knows that this is an act of faith. Never be deceived. Some people you may see in the house of God, smiling, excited, dancing around, are in a far less condition than what you are that you think you are complaining about. Never be deceived. Am I talking to somebody here? You may see somebody celebrating God and we say, let's jump. The person is jumping and you are just standing and next week I know it didn't come. What you don't know is that the person who is excited jumping is in a very tighter situation than you are. That's what I'm saying. It's a function of the love you have for God. May your love for God not go down. You are just in the fourth man. By the sixth man, may your love for God not go under the Kolei Lagoon. May your love for God and the expressions of faith through words and actions that are visible, that we cannot hide, may they become stronger in the name of Jesus. Jump to your feet for me. Jump to your feet. Let's pray. Jump to your feet. May your love for God not go down the drain. May your love for God not go down the drain. In the mighty name of Jesus. May your love for God not go down the drain. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to pray that God give me the grace to prioritize you. In the midst of challenges, understand by your word that the universal problem is really not the challenges, but my posture regarding my love for you. Lord, whatever be the case, I will save you. Lord, I will go with you. David said, all, Job said, all the days of my appointed time, I will wait till my change comes. Sometimes it will take a while for God to come through for some of us. Sometimes, some people, your change may come after a short while. But in the midst of all of that, Job said, all the days of my appointed time, I will wait till my change comes. So in the waiting, what do you do? When you go to the restaurant, those who are called waiters, they serve. When you are waiting on God, that God, I am waiting on you. God, you are waiting, I am waiting with him, I am waiting. When you are waiting for God, you have to save God. You have to save God. You have to save God. So if you are waiting for God, you are waiting on God, you have to save God. Lift up your hand and say, oh Lord, all the days of my appointed time, I will wait until my change comes. Give me the grace of God that as I wait on you, I will save you by the expression of faith through my words and actions in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Sometimes you want to say, God, God should understand me. Angels should understand me. No, God doesn't understand us that way. God wants you to understand him. God wants you to come to his stems. God wants, he knows you, you want light. But he wants you to touch the blue cable, touch the red cable, touch the green table. God knows you want light. He knows what you are looking for is not cable. He knows what you are looking for is light. You want power. But he's saying, touch this cable, touch that cable, touch this cable, touch that cable, touch this cable, touch that cable. Touch this cable. Touch that cable. God wants you to speak this way. He doesn't want you to accept certain things. He wants you to speak in the direction of changes. He wants you to act as though everything has been resolved. He wants you to act as though you believe him. I want you to act as though his report is important to you. Father, 
in the name of Jesus. Now, Satan is a crafty man. So he'll try to weigh us down in those areas that are important to God. God said, Adam and Eve, I beg you. Everything here you can do, but don't touch this one. And Satan came to say, that God said you should not touch this one. It is those things that God is telling us that will become more serious to do. It will become difficult to do. You have reasons not to do them. You want to pray that, Lord, anything that will become a distraction to what you are telling me this morning, Lord, I take it from the way. I take it from the way. And when Adam and Eve disobeyed, what happened is that they were sent out of the garden. Continually, when we walk in disobedience towards God, what happens is that God, whatever we have to grab in two, three, four, we may be coming a little back or standing the same for you. are praying, Lord, whatever would distract me, I take it out of the way. Go ahead and begin to pray. One minute. Pande kapaya. In the name of Jesus. The last prayer. Now, even in the movies, you, you see that when somebody wants to get into serious business with some spirit, dark spirit, and they tell him, every three days, come to this temple and come and renew whatever it is. The person is saying that, Malam, what I'm looking for is the money. By saying every three days, for the next six weeks, the person will keep going. Keep going. Keep going. The money has not come. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Until that time is due. What is happening is that the spirit wants to build a certain allegiance with the person. The spirit wants to build a certain relationship and fellowship with the person continually so that when he comes to, he can come to mighty. Amen. Lest he comes to when the person because he wasn't strong enough. The person will now go and expose the things that are happening there. So the spirit will want the person to be coming continually. That's what happens when you go to church. When you go to church continually, God is building a certain allegiance with you. Allegiance with you. So that when he releases a blessing, it will not weigh you down. Listen to me. There are some of us, the prayer talks we are praying, God doesn't want to answer them. You don't want to hear this. Because he knows if he answers them, you are gone for good. He destroy you. Some people are never humanized until they get a car. But they can pick any girl. Some people are never some way until they have a certain amount of money. Now they can buy anything and do anything. If God gives you a certain amount of money and you can pay for it, will you still pray about it? That's what we are talking about. If you can pay for it, will you still pray about it? That's what God wants to do. He wants you to build a certain allegiance continually 
to the point where nothing that you don't have or you have will change your mindset about him. And I want you to pray that last prayer that, Lord, whatever allegiance you are trying to build with my spirit, whatever fellowship you are trying to build with me, I allow myself. I allow myself. I allow myself. I allow myself to be trusted by the Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, go ahead and pray. The Holy Spirit wants to trust you. He wants to trust you. Shaku zebahata. Shekete badaba sheka. Zipadabahasha. Zepadabahasheka. Zema delebashataka. Are you praying? Are you praying? Kapa kapa kapa. Zataka palababa sheka. Zefrates kapala branda shapa. He zapranda kapala baba shekaba. Mante kapala branda kapaya. Mante kapranda kapanda la baba. Shanda la baba. Abele shekaya. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Surely, I want us to close our eyes. If you are here, you want to, you want to give your life to Christ. You want to say, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Or you want to rededicate your life to God because you feel you are not walking with God. I want you to pray this prayer of faith after me. Say in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for my life this morning. I believe that Jesus Christ died to save me from my sins. On the third day, he resurrected from the grave. Lord Jesus, forgive me this morning for I'm a sinner. Wash me clean with your blood and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Be my Lord and personal Savior and receive me into the kingdom of light. Say, I say no to every unfruitful work of darkness and I receive the grace to serve the living God. I receive grace to intensify my fellowship with God. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I pray for everyone who has made a confession of faith that you strengthen their faith, you strengthen their union with you. And anything that will take them away from you and drive them far from your presence, let them be quickened, let them be strengthened, and continually stand strong to draw others also. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hallelujah. Come your hands together for the Lord.